get our Bibles, our pens and our notepads ready as we get into the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. My heart sings low. Deaconess Loriska, 
here. Okay, so I'm gonna do something, alright? As Deacon Samuel has not, uh, is closing his eyes, uh, Deacon Elmai has her eyes open. Alright, alright. Samuel has his eyes closed. Hallelujah. Keep your eyes closed, Vatican. Okay. Now, open your eyes. Deacon Samuel. What happened? You don't know. Alright. Now, for all of you who have seen something, have you observed that the power of God was present? But the power of God only worked on one who perceived it. It could not work on one who did not perceive it. His, he had his eyes closed and so he could not perceive it so God can be present in a place yet no one can encounter him because they can't perceive him but to they that perceive him for her she knew that I was going to pray for her so what did she do she became receptant she became receptant and the power which was available worked for her. For him, bounced. Hallelujah. And that's why today we are going to be teaching on a subject called spiritual discernment. Something, something that you can learn how to uh, know and understand certain things so that they get to work for you as a believer and as a child of God. Sometimes if you're not careful, the blessings of God's reign can pour in a meeting, yet you have a rainbow on. And that's why in seasons, like this, there is great need for spiritual discernment. Let's give them a hand as they are sitting. <laughs> Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse 19. Give it to me in the NIV. The Bible says, See! I am doing a new thing. But it says, now it springs up. Then the next question is, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. 
So this scripture is showing us how God is doing a new thing. Now notice, the Bible is not saying he will do a new thing. The Bible is saying that he is doing a new thing. Meaning it's something that is actually happening. But then he goes on to say, do you not perceive it? So whilst God is working, one of the most important things is to be able to perceive, to discern, to know that he is doing something. Because if you cannot perceive it, you cannot receive it. Hallelujah. On one occasion, the Bible shows us how Jesus was preaching in a certain place. And the Bible says the power of God was present to heal the sick. However, in such a room with so many people, I want to believe not everyone was sound with regards to health. Because the room was so packed. At least out of 200 people, there must be at least someone that needs a healing. But the Bible says the power of God was present to heal the sick while he was preaching. Yet while he was preaching, no one in that room received healing. No one. No one in that room was provoked to receive their healing. But the Bible shows us people came from outside and brought a man from the rooftop so that he can receive healing. Hallelujah. And that man who was brought from the rooftop Lord into Jesus says your sins are forgiven. Rise up. And the man got healed. What about the people that were in the midst of Jesus? What about the people that were around? Because the Bible says the power of God was present to heal the sick. Why did someone from outside come and receive healing? What about the people from inside? Hallelujah. And so today we'll be looking at spiritual discernment and we will we want to learn the importance of a believer being able to discern things spiritually. Of course, discernment is insight. Discernment is is being able to distinguish certain things. When you are able to distinguish certain things, you are able to judge. You are able to judge whether this is this or that. And so dis, dis, discernment is different from suspicion. Because suspicion, you are not necessarily judging. You, you assume. But discernment, you are able to distinguish. This is God. This is not God. Hallelujah. And one of the things God really wants us to walk in is the area of discernment. He wants us to be able to perceive because if you can't perceive that he is doing a new thing, how are you really going to receive? Look at the look at put it in NKJV, you see what what God is actually doing. Look at what he's saying. He says, I will make a road in the wilderness. Then it says, and I will make rivers in the desert. These are big things. He said, I'm doing it. Making a road in the wilderness. And bringing rivers in the desert. But the question is, do you perceive it? 
shall you not know it? Someone said discernment. And so there are certain areas of discernment that I'm going to be explaining to you today which are very, very important. And uh, it may not be the only areas, but I'm going to share with you three key areas where we need to improve our area of discernment, where we need our discernment to be, you know, top-notch. It needs to be sharpened. Before praise team uh, began worship, I started singing their song. <laughs> Before they even started, I started singing their song. And it's something that, you know, is not necessarily strange. And perhaps some of you can say, no, these things, obviously, these are prophets' things. But I'm going to show you from Scripture how. The Bible says, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit on all flesh, your sons and daughters, what? Prophesy. So the area of being spiritually alert is not just for prophets. It is for everyone. So what areas do we need to be discerning? Number one, we need to be discerning in the signs and seasons. Matthew chapter 16, verse 1 to 3. We need to be discerning in signs and seasons. Matthew 16, verse 1 to 3. In this portion of scripture, Jesus was actually talking to yeah, Pharisees. The Bible says, Then the Pharisees, Sadducees, came, testing him, asking that he would show them a sign from heaven. Imagine, these Pharisees wanted to test Jesus Christ so that they may see a sign from heaven. Yes, next verse. Then the Bible says, and he answered to them. This is Jesus answering the Pharisees. It says, even when it is evening, you say it will be a fair weather. But, oh, it will be a fair weather for the sky is red. Uh-huh. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. Then it says, hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky but you cannot discern the times the signs of the times this already shows us that there are different arenas of discernment you are able to discern things in the natural yet there is also another place of discernment where things need to be discerned in the spiritual arena so the Pharisees were testing Jesus and they wanted a sign from heaven. They wanted a spiritual sign. But Jesus called them hypocrites because they were only able to discern in the natural. But they couldn't discern in the spirit realm. Ish. Now the biggest question is, in what areas of discernment are you good at? Is it in the natural? Is it in the supernatural? Hallelujah. I believe in the natural we have been trained to discern. With such a weather like this, when you see the sun coming up, you will not say today is going to be a rainy day. You will know it will be hot. And that's why because you are able to discern, unless you are not a pastor, you will know that you shouldn't wear a jacket today. Hallelujah. 
Sometimes you will be able to know when you look at the clouds and you say, Ish, today, let me not make a plan. Or today, let me carry my umbrella. This is to show you whenever you discern, there are certain decisions, there are certain decisions you get to make. That's why the Bible says, the children of Issachar understood the times and seasons, then they knew what to do. So every time you know how to discern, you know what to do. When you know it's hot, you know that I need to wear certain clothes like this. When you know it's going to rain, you know that I need to carry an umbrella. When you know that today it's going to be cold, what have you done? You've discerned. So you know I need to carry a jersey. This shows you that you've become skillful in discerning natural elements, natural things. But the question is, are you also skillful in discerning spiritual things? I love how, you know, man has improved his discernment. I love it. In fact, he's even developed a lot of instruments. When you want to measure atmospheric pressure, he will take you to the barometer. When he wants to measure rain, he'll take you to the rain gauge. When he wants to measure speed of, 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 of the wind, he'll take you to the anemometer. When he, he wants to measure humidity, he'll take you to the hygrometer. But the question is, in as much as you go to the meter, the silometer, the rain gauge, the, head, the, the wind soak, the whatsoever, what about your spiritual meter? Are you able to catch a few things there skillful in the natural what about the supernatural what about the spiritual area what about the spiritual arena now the question is why is the spiritual arena very important because it supersedes the natural it is greater the spiritual arena is greater than the natural that's why we need to learn to be discerning even in the spiritual arena. And so we have started out by saying we need to improve our discernment in the times, in signs and seasons. So with regards to signs and seasons, are you discerning what season you are in today? Do you know what season you are in today? Do you know what season is coming ahead of you? Do you understand the times? Do you understand certain signs that are out there? Now this is interpreting it on a spiritual level. Look at the children of Israel. They see a cloud. How do you interpret it? Because the Bible says that cloud was for their direction, not for rain. How do you interpret it? Look at Moses. He sees a bush burning with fire. How should he interpret it? Should he stop it? Or should he say, ah, what's happening? How do you interpret certain signs in your life? Someone say discernment. Look at the times of Noah. 
the Bible shows us after Noah warning the people, then rain comes. Now the people that are there, how do you discern that rain? You've got a plan. And you say, ah, obviously it's going to end now, now. Not knowing that rain is going to take 40 days and 40 nights. Hi. It's, 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 it sounds something very small, but it's, it's really big. It's really big. Look at the wise men. How do they see a star? A normal star, like which we get to see. And then they say this, the Messiah is getting born. Huh? They say, we will follow the star. This, this star, this is the Messiah. Now, think about it. If the star was very and absolutely different from every other star, don't you think everyone else would have suspected that uh, this star, there's something wrong with it? But how is it that only wise men understood it? Ah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's the thing of, it's, it's an issue of discernment. Discernment needs to be sharpened in our lives. Look at Daniel. The Bible says he understood that the time for Israel to experience change is now. And so he did something. The Bible says he went into prayer. He went into prayer. Now if he did not know, if he did not understand, do you think he would have prayed? No. Look at Elijah. He is praying for rain to come. Yet he is also looking for a sign. And then the Bible says after he prays, the servant tells him, I see a cloud which is like a small fist. And Elijah interprets that small cloud as rain. Who can ever see a small cloud which is like a fist or in, in, in the sky and say, hmm, heavy rains are here. Hallelujah. And so, we would like to learn on this aspect of discernment, of discerning the times. There are certain things that happen in your life. How do you discern those spirits? There are certain things that you see in life. How do you discern those times? How do you know that today is my season of perhaps uh, establishing a business? How do you know that this is my season in which, of course, I need to be married? Because everything has a season. The Bible says everything has its time. Now here you are. Because you've seen a young lady like Walia has gotten married. And then you say, Walia, mm, my, my junior. No, 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 no. This is, this, this is not in order. I also... What? Need to be married. 
Or maybe because you've seen maybe a young lady, maybe like Aura, maybe enters a relationship. And you say, hmm, pastor needs to pour oil on me. He needs to drown me in oil. What is happening? Aura. Vanaso. Amen and amen. Yeah. So those are the things that you really have to understand and look at. And you, you may not know because you find aura has entered a relationship. Then for you, maybe God wants you in five years to establish a certain business or to go to school for that particular year. And if you do that according to your season, you will find that even when you are done, you will find that, ah, maybe na aura sana kwatiri. You find that the person who's entered a relationship, yet for you, one, they enter, the person who's first entered a relationship that you are envying, maybe is going to enter a PhD relationship. Seven years. Karing Wanampasa, Lord of the Rings. Huh? Yet for you, you may not know because your season has, when your season comes, it seems like, pa. Once the man comes, it seems like he wants things fast, fast. He came in January, September, he wants to marry you. Yet your friend, seven years in the wilderness. And then that's the one you're saying, no, what about me, Lord? That's why it's important to understand seasons. It's important to discern them. And a season cannot be understood by looking at the page of another person. A season cannot be discerned by comparing it with another book of another kind. Why? Because certain things are different. I once told myself and I thought to myself, well, with regards to marriage, I told myself I'm going to marry after 30. Hallelujah. I said, ah, if I used to sing. Yeah, my relationship she and until I went and I went on a fast I went on a fast and the Lord began to speak to me he gave me deadlines he said by this age you should be married by this age the church should have begun. By this age, this business should have begun. I say, hey, what was happening? I caught the exact season and time for whatsoever was supposed to happen. And so I had to adjust from my plans. As the Bible says, if you submit your, your plans to the Lord, they shall be established. Sometimes, he gets the plans and gives you his plans and those are the ones he establishes hallelujah there are certain signs in our lives that need to be discerned many signs in our lives that need to be discerned the bible reveals to us how god sometimes communicates to us in signs look at your dreams do you discern what is happening in your dreams 
Some of you in your dreams, you find constantly, you're always praying for the sick. Then when you wake up, you say, ah, what is happening? You're failing to discern it. Some of you in your dreams, you're always, uh, uh, in your dreams, you find that you're receiving a lot of money. From nowhere, boom, 50,000 kwasha in your dream. Then when you wake up, you're sad. Oh, it was just a dream. Don't you discern that God is saying money is coming? Are you unable to, don't you perceive it? You find in your dreams there's, there's a certain direction that God keeps explaining constantly and constantly. But how are you responding to it? Are you able to discern that this is God that is speaking to me? Remember, discernment is being able to distinguish. Being able to distinguish. Not everything that you see in your dream should be taken as, oh, I dreamt of this, meaning it should happen. No, 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 no. no. Today, if you dream that someone has died in the dream, you should be able to distinguish, does this mean it is God's will, or does this mean I need to pray against it? Here is a person, they, a dream was revealed to you that someone died, and then the person dies, and then you say, I saw it, I dreamt of it. Ah, prophetic grace, How do you know that that dream was given to you so that you intercede that the death is cancelled? You, you just wanted it to come to pass. Because not every dream should come to pass. Ah, not every dream. And I, I believe you know so because you've had some bad, bad dreams before. And imagine they came to pass. One day someone told me, Pastor, uh, by that time I was not yet a pastor. I saw you, you were, you were moving, and then you got into an accident. I said, thank you. I'm going to pray about it. What happened to me? I died. Oh, okay. I'm going to cancel. I reject. The Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, you can reject and condemn it. And I said, I condemn that dream. Reject it. You should be able to distinguish. On another occasion, someone called me and said, Ah, hi, come here. I dreamt that we got married. I said, You dreamt wrong. I'm telling you. You're free to dream. Keep dreaming. You should be able to distinguish what is right, what is correct, what is from God, what is not from God. Be able to know the times and seasons that you are in. Some, of the, some people are familiar. Have you heard of what people call bands, bands, relationship bands? I know many people have different perspectives and doctrines concerning that. However, one of the reasons, I don't necessarily put people on bands, but if I put you on a band, that means you are unable to distinguish your season. You are unable to know. So since you are unable to know, someone who knows should, should say wait. And that's why there's a problem. 
if a guy comes to you and says, I want to date you, then you say, I'm on a ban. You don't say, I'm on a ban, you say, it's not yet time. It's just that you are unable to distinguish the season. No, just wait, maybe the pastor will remove me from the ban. Let's just be strong. You know, you're doing undercover texting. Future happy, letters to each other. Shan, shan. Eh? It's because you are able to discern the times. There should be a time for everything. You don't just enter into everything and boom. There will be a time when you enter heaven. You can't just say, hey, heaven, no, there should be a time. There was a set time for Jesus to come on earth. And there is a set time for Jesus to come back again. And that's why you should be able to discern certain seasons. When you distinguish certain seasons, it doesn't mean those things that happen to you, that means it's, it's, it's become a season. Here's someone, uh, you, you, you're seeing so many guys texting you and you say, mm, this must be the time the Lord is definitely confirming something. Lord, if it's not your will, let him go away. Who will chase him? Who will chase him? Because he's come by free will. And he only goes by rejection. something that really people should understand it may not only be limited to relationships it may be limited it can also extend to other things sometimes even for the work of god there are times where god needs to tell you okay do this i remember one day so many years ago i told myself oh let me open a movement nine i should start things god says no sit down lord but i'm anointed yes sit down who said the anointed can't sit down? As in, the, there were serious things that would come to me. People would come to me for prayers. I said, let me open my movement. He says, no, no. Then you know what he said? He says, go and submit somewhere. Where I went to submit is where I found my wife. If I was just doing my own things, by now I would have been fasting. <laughs> understanding the seasons and times. Sometimes you may not understand why God can tell you no. But the no of God is very safe. The no of God is better than your yes. That's why we've got to learn to discern, distinguish seasons and times. I've talked about dreams. There are other things. I've also talked about times. And there are different personifications of time. There is something known as chronos, meaning it's chronological. It, it comes from the word chronological. And there's something known as kairos, meaning it's a set time. So there's sometimes a set time for a particular thing to happen to you what example can i give there should be a set time 
that perhaps you should marry or there should be a set time for you to get a certain contract meaning it's set meaning at this time like the way Jesus his set time was to start ministry at 30 his set time for him to end ministry was 33 so he was not going to start before 30 he was not going to exceed beyond 33 there was a set time for him to die and then after three days rise again that was the set time it was the kairos moment as a believer you've be, you've got to reach to a place where whilst you are walking in chronological time you've got to know the exact set time to pick up certain things and that's why it's important always to be discerning i remember the set time for me to receive a confirmation of my calling was in a mentorship meeting which only had less than 20 people that was the set time now imagine if i didn't go i would have missed a kairos moment so there are times where people because they do not discern the time they end up missing set times they end up missing kairos moments have i ever missed a kairos moment in my life yes i remember the lord was training me do a certain uh, something with regards to the prophetic and taught me to sow a seed on a particular day i was sure busy relaxing chilling chilling and it went but i thank god even though we are able to miss certain times, seasons. The Bible says he's able to redeem our time. That's why he's so merciful. Hallelujah. But even as much as we know he's able to redeem our time, that is not the license to cause us to waste time. We need to be discerning in such times. We need to be discerning with regards to numbers as well. Those are symbols. I've explained how different numbers in the Bible are significant for different elements. Like for example, the number 40. Number 40 is a number of judgment. Look at how the Bible shows us how the rains had rained the time of Noah for 40 days and 40 nights, bringing forth judgment. Jesus was also very discerning when he went into the wilderness because he was praying for 40 days and 40 nights so that the judgment of God should come upon him instead of us. Discerning of the times. Discerning of circumstances. Sometimes there are certain circumstances that are there not as an attack but just to test us. Just to test us. What you are going through right now. What are you going through right now? How are you discerning that circumstance? Are you discerning it as an attack? Some of the things may not necessarily be spiritual, but just natural elements. I remember one time, something weird happened. I felt like something entered my ears. Just like, 
I said, ah, devil not today. I, I, I remember that day clearly. It felt like something entered my ears. And whilst that thing seemed to have entered my ears, I suddenly started feeling uncomfortable in my ear. Started feeling uncomfortable. Feeling like something is pulling. I said, Ish, Lord, help me. And I remember I stood up and I said, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I destroy, decree, and declare that whatever is sending these funny things in my ears, today die. my prayer. Be careful with some of these prayers that you're making. Die. I said, May this punishment come to you seven times, seven times, seven. In the name of the Lord Jesus. How do you send something into my ears? And the Holy Spirit says, Keep quiet. So, but I'm praying, Lord. Keep quiet. He told me, it is your tooth that is causing that. Eh, tooth. Mm. It is your tooth. And so I went to Google. Imagine, I received first-hand information from the Holy Spirit. He says, it's your tooth that is causing that. So it was not an enemy that sent something into my ear. It was... Cavity, cavity, the sweets, remember? I went, searched on Google, and I said, ear tooth problems. I didn't know how to search. What causes tooth ear? I don't know, but I just searched. And medical personnel can confirm with us, right? That there is uh, the nervings. All of you look lost. Medical personnel, what's happening? Go and research. <laughs> it was my tooth that was causing that problem what happened i went to extract it removed it and guess what like a miracle my ear stopped burning thank you jesus my enemy has been defeated no the enemy was you praise god forevermore we've got to be discerning of the times discerning of the seasons Discerning of circumstances. Glory to God. The next thing we need to be discerning concerning uh, the area of discernment we need is also to be able to discern people. To discern people. Remember, we, we were discerning signs and seasons. But it's also important to discern people. This is just to show you that people are important. You came through this world through a person. You were raised by a person. You'll be buried by a person. And so people are important. We can't put them aside. No matter how much you say, hey, I, no one else cares about me. Or whatsoever. Whatsoever you say, it's a person who will bury you. And so we need to be discerning of people. Why? Because people are a network of are a network that God establishes to help us. People are a network that get to, you know, help us carry out our purpose and an assignment. The Bible shows us of, a, of, of the first man that was very discerning. The Bible shows us that this man by the name of Adam, 
was able to discern and know that mm, this animal is called tiger. When he saw this animal called lion, he says, you are lion. When he saw this animal called zebra, he says, you are zebra. When he saw this, he was very discerning to know that this animal is this and this animal is that. And in as much as he named all the animals, he was very discerning to know that none of these animals is going to be his wife. <laughs> he, did, he knew none. He didn't say, ah, but what's happening? What about me? Monkey, Achan, what, what about me? He didn't say that. But the Bible says when God brought the woman to him, he descended immediately and says, bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. He knew. He says, woman, you, you woman, this is my wife. He was able to discern. Now there's a great problem if you're unable to discern people around you. Because remember, discernment, every time you have discernment, you know what to do. So if you cannot discern people, you might do the wrong things. You might push away people that are meant to be in your life. The Bible shows us of an example of Samuel. I know most of the times I talk about Samuel, it's good things. Let's look at what Samuel did. Samuel chapter, 1 Samuel 16, verse 6. God sent him to anoint a king. God sent Samuel to anoint a king. But now this is what Samuel did. So it was when they came, he looked at Eliab. This is Samuel. He looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. <laughs> Samuel, whom the Bible says his words neither fell to the ground. The Bible says he looked at Eliab and says, Surely this is the Lord's anointed. Verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at this, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. Ah. How is it that Samuel is saying, this is the Lord's anointed. Then the Lord is saying, now we're not gonna. No. And the Bible says, I have refused him for the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, meaning man is wired to perceive from a natural perspective. But the Lord looks at the heart. So Samuel thought Eliab was the Lord's anointed. But God actually chose a 17-year-old boy by the name of David. So in short, he would have anointed the wrong person. Ish. That's very tough, eh? Samuel. He was going to anoint the wrong person. So, when you don't have discernment, there is a possibility that you can be confident of something that's not God's choice. Hey! I'm sure he's the one. Definitely, definitely he's the one. He's the one. And God says, eh.
Hallelujah. Because the Bible shows us that Samuel saw his physical, his outward appearance. No, he talks well. He's good, he's kind. He's dark, he's tall, he's handsome. Aha. But the question is, have you discerned or you've just merely seen from an outward appearance? The Bible also tells us about another prophet by the name of Nathan. He comes to, he, and David is before him. And David says, mm, me I'm tired of seeing, me I'm living in a nice house, but the Ark of the Covenant is living in a tent. I want to build a temple for the Lord. I want to build a temple which God can actually be in. It was a very good idea. And when, when, when Nathan heard that, he says, surely, go, I bless you. Go for it. Build the temple. The Bible says that evening, the Lord went to Nathan. He says, it is not David that should build that temple. It should be his son, Solomon. And that's how Nathan went to correct. Saints of God, this is just to show you that most of the areas of our lives that we have sometimes seen adverse effects, it must be a result of us not being discerning. There's a possibility that we're not discerning in certain areas of our lives. We've been unable to discern the people that are meant to be with us. Jesus was very discerning. The Bible says even before, do you know that Jesus, before he chose his, his 12 disciples, he prayed overnight. He had an overnight. Prayed for over 12 hours before choosing his disciples. So he was very discerning when he chose Judas. Because someone had to betray him. <laughs> Come, follow me, follow me. Judas, follow me. He knew. Peter, come, follow me. This one, this one, will, this one will do wonders in the church. He knew. John, dear, follow me. You write Revelation. Come, come, come. Follow me. Andrew, Bartholomew, dear, follow me. He was a very discerning. Come, follow me. Even when he went for a person who was known to be a killer, he says, Paul, dear, come. You, I'm calling. There's a great calling on your life. You need to write three quarters of the New Testament. Can you even a Peter? Don't know how to write. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that's that's those that's what that's how Jesus was. Very discerning of people that were meant to be with him. And he kept close with them. Hallelujah. The Bible says he is walking and he descends. Mm -mm, there's someone I need to talk to. And he sees a very short man in a tree who was not part of the crowd. He says, come down. You, we need to go to your house. Descend. Are you able to descend people that are meant to be in your life? Are you able to discern people that need help? Not everyone that smiles is okay. You find someone is smiling, hey, glory to God, but inside, broken. 
we need to be very, very discerning. Because there are certain people that need help. I know we always talk about how we are encouraging people, share your problem with another, but not everyone will share. We tell people, no, 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 don't, don't do the worst. Just talk to someone. No, not everyone is willing to talk to someone. There's a place where we need to be a solution and be a people that are able to discern and see, say, mm, there's something wrong. Please, let's talk. The Lord loves you. You are discerning. It will bring great, great solutions and great the things are actually going to happen in your life. Hallelujah. Somebody said discernment. Number three, not only do we need to discern people, we need to discern right from wrong. Right from wrong. We need to discern good from evil. In short, we need to distinguish what is good and what is evil. I believe this is a grace that comes immediately you get born again, but it needs to actually be intensified. It needs to be sharpened. One of the things, or one of the things I've noticed, especially when you're not born again, you are unable to discern what is good. You're unable to discern what is evil. I remember the time I was not born again. Oh my goodness. Some lifestyles were so normal for me. I remember when I used to sing some of those songs. Today when I report, oh, this is the song I was singing. Oh my goodness. As in I was shocked. I, I, I looking at the meaning. I knew the meanings of those, those songs a long time ago. But when I when I I recall I said, let me let me do some Ebenezer, let me do a, a testimony. Huh? This is what I used to sing. I was undiscerning. I never knew. Because when you're a non-believer, you because you've got no conviction of the Holy Spirit, everything is okay for you. Even when you wake up, just your waking up is a sin. <laughs> You can see, they call you zero two, insult me, yeah, one time. It will be so easy for you and you feel you are very right. Doing certain things would be so right for you. Why do you think there are certain people who, they can kill you, it won't hurt them. Not, they can kill you, stab you, cut your head, get your legs, for them, nothing. They feel it's an accomplishment. Yet you who is born again, just punching someone, you feel so guilty. Ah, no, I, I don't think I did something. Why? It's because when you graduate in Christ, you'll be able to distinguish what is right and what is wrong. You'll be able to know I shouldn't go to this place. I shouldn't go to that place. You'll be able to know I shouldn't touch that. I should touch that. Hallelujah. It's very, very, very it's, it's, it's important. I didn't actually share it with you. That was like, is it three Sundays ago? Wow, everyone is, stream, is screaming. <sighs> Prophet Shea has come. I came in front. Ha! <sighs> You're screaming. I got disturbed. Now ask me, why did I get disturbed? I smelled alcohol. 
Now, that when you say I, I smelled alcohol, I can't. I don't expect to say, "Hmm, jikon waman, you were near." But jikon, so I move on a mask so that no, it was me picking it up in the realm of the spirit. I knew someone needed change, but I prayed for such a person. Hallelujah, glory to God. So it's important to discern what is right and wrong. It's important to discern what is good and what is bad. When we look at the Bible in Galatians chapter 5, the Bible shows us one thing. It shows us that the spirit, the flesh, lasteth against. I'm not sure if it's verse 16, 17, I'm not so sure. But you can look, at, look for it. It says this, the flesh lasteth against the spirit then it goes on to say and the spirit lasteth against the what the flesh yeah verse 17 good it says for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that look at this so that you do not do the things you wish this actually means every time someone engages themselves in the flesh, they are fighting the works of the spirit. And every time someone engages in the works of the spirit, they are fighting against the works of the flesh. But remember, whether you saw in the spirit, whether you saw in the flesh, there is always a result. The Bible says, they that saw in the flesh, what? Reap corruption and destruction. Whilst they that saw in the spirit, reap life. So you have to be, dis- you have to be able to distinguish that this is how I'm supposed to live. You have to be able to distinguish that this is wrong. You have to be able to distinguish that this is right. But tell me, when you read Hebrews chapter number 5 and verse 14, you will notice that being able to distinguish good from evil is not a natural thing. It is very much a spiritual exercise. It's very much a spiritual ability. You can't naturally say this one is wrong or this one is right. You can't. Hebrews 5 verse 14. Look at this. It says, solid food belongs to those who are of full age. What solid food is it talking about? It's not talking about Nishima. It's obviously talking about the word of God. It says that those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What senses are these? These are spiritual senses. The only way you can be able to distinguish what is evil and what is good is by having your senses exercised. How? By solid food. And this is a spiritual exercise. You, 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 can't, you can't distinguish what is evil just by looking and say, ah, this is just evil. No. It requires a spiritual sense. It requires a spiritual sense. That's why... That's why Satan is, the Bible says, the Bible shows us how Satan is influencing Peter to say something. And he says, God forbid. Peter uses this word. He says, God forbid, you are not going to the cross. You are not dying. 
But what? Guess what? Jesus discerns that Peter is not speaking by the action of God. And he says, get behind me, Satan. It sounded very innocent. Why? Because, of course, no one wants their friends to die. No one would want, you know. But it was the purpose of Jesus to come and die and rise again. Peter says, you are not going. God forbid. Hey. But Jesus discerned, this is not, this is not the voice of God. And he says, get behind me, Satan. Are you able to discern what is right and what is good? Remember in the book of Proverbs, the Bible says, there is a way that seems right to man, but at the end of it is death. Remember the Bible says Satan himself masquerades himself as an angel of light. Imagine today if a Satanist was going to come in a suit and says, Glory to God, are you able to know? Are you able to discern? That's, that's, that's what's very worrying. We should be able to discern. We should be able to discern that mm, this person, something is not okay. We should be able to discern that ah, even when you're doing evangelism, you look at that person and say, ah, that one needs Jesus Christ. You're able to discern. But as long as we can't discern times, we will not know what to do. As long as we do not discern people, we will not know who should be in our lives. And not only that, we might as well do other things. Balaam failed to discern that, that uh, God was communicating that he shouldn't go and kiss Israel. Even went, ah, maybe the Lord will understand. Maybe the Lord will. Until God had to use a donkey to speak to him. Why are you beating me? The donkey cries. I just want to save your life. You're not discerning. Even I, a donkey, has to tell you. The Bible says a donkey saw an angel. Ah, you're better than a donkey. Ah, no, 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 no. The donkey saw an angel. Balaam, him, was just going. When the donkey saw the angel, it started refusing to go. Balaam started hitting back. Can you behave? Let's go. It goes, it sees the angel, it stops. It says, mm -mm, there's an angel here. Bam! Beats it. Balak, can you go? Until, ah, Lord, give me the language of this man. <laughs> Why are you beating me? There's an angel in front there. Ah! Being unable to descend. We should be able to see we should be able to also descend the presence of angels. Huh? I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. If you claim to discern the presence of demons, yet cannot discern the presence of angels, you are not discerning in the first place. You are suspicious. You are suspicious. Because discernment means distinguishing between 
good and evil, distinguishing between something. Ah, and I don't know, I just don't feel okay. Maybe, Kaya, Vivandawa, Mami, Kaya, Pitikoka, Gonka. Are you sure? You are merely being suspicious. Why? Remember that Nigerian film you watched? Yeah. How is it that you can you you are skillful in knowing there's a demon here, but you don't know that an angel is there? That an angel is around. And then you keep on, oh Lord, oh Lord, I want to see an angel. Angel on the chair. Oh Lord, oh Lord, where are the angels? You are forsaken where? Don't you remember what the Bible says in Job 33, verse 14? It tells us that even with regards to dreams, it says God speaks once, twice, but man does not perceive it. Please go there. I hope I got it right. Job 33, verse 14. Okay, yeah. It says, for God may speak in one way or another yet man does not perceive it here is someone saying i've never heard god before god doesn't speak to me the reason you may not have heard god is not because god is not speaking to you but it's because you're not perceiving him this is to show you that the voice of god is already available for every believer every believer every is everyone a believer here yes so meaning God has to be speaking to you. No, no, no. Let me correct it. It means God speaks to you. But the question is, do you perceive it? Hallelujah. It's like the way it is. Some of you, there are these certain phones that you have. I don't know if you call them MTN or whatsoever. When we call you, we are speaking. And you say, hello? I can't hear you. Hello? Perhaps something is wrong with your mouthpiece or your earpiece or whatsoever. But it doesn't mean you're not being called by your friend or your, your relative. Discernment. Discernment. And one of the reasons I don't give certain messages like this just out of nowhere. Sometimes we give certain messages like this because of the times that are going to come. Because of the times that are going to come. And you need to be discerning. You, you Like, everyone needs to be discerning. Are you seeing what's happening to this generation? This wicked generation? We are seeing males changing their sexes. They are becoming females. Now the question is, what will happen to our children? Imagine your very own child marrying a person that changed their sex. We reject it. We'll be able to discern. You're bringing Lobola. We say, get out of here. Get out. Go. Go. We don't want such nonsense in our family. Why you discern? Ah, Papa, but why? Why are you doing this? Hey, that one is compromised. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need to. It's. We need to be discerning. Yeah, we know how to descend the natural. There's a place we now need to descend things in the supernatural. 
things in the spirit arena. Sometimes you need to be discerning, even at your own school. Why is it you always, your results are getting lost, 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 lost. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Why me? And in fact, the reason, the, the, the reason God gives us discernment is so that we act before something happens. You don't have to experience misfortune for you to realize that something is wrong. You don't have to allow the devil to knock on the door of your life to know that he's planning something. Wow, he's stupid, crossing SDA. Hello, Uko, Puelela, Puelela, Tia, Puelela. Yeah. Ten. End of Kushan. Kawata Clinic. Don't come here. You've got, I'm telling you, you've got to deceive. How is it that Eli, Elisha was not so worried when the servants told him, Look, ah, there's a, there are a lot of people coming out against us. I say, ah, don't worry. The people that uh, are with us are more than those are with them. On one time, one of his servants again stole some things. But Elisha was very discerning. He did not suspect. He didn't say, don't in my pocket. That's why I said, trust it. He didn't suspect and he was very discerning. The servant, the servant stole some valuables. And Elijah, Elijah just said, wasn't my spirit with you when you got it? Hey, wasn't my spirit with you? What, what do you want to hide? When Ananias and Sapphira lied, the first time Peter did not say, he did not say, mm, Ananias, tell me the truth. Says Ananias, come on. How can you lie to the Holy Ghost? How did he know? Because the money that Ananias brought was not small. <laughs> it was not small. Imagine you bring here 50,000 kwacha. I say, ah, no, this is tight. And you're told, but that's not 10%. That's what Peter told Ananias. You've not brought the exact amount. And then the wife also comes. Pa, 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 and they ask her, the money which Ananias has brought, is it the one? She says, yes, it's the one. Are you sure? Yes. And guess what Peter says? Have you seen those feet of those men who are at the door? They are also coming to get you. How did he know that she will also die? Look at those people who are at the door. Look at their feet. They are brown. They are from burying your husband. You are next. And the Bible says, who? Died. Ish. I need to study on that kind of death. Like, how would you just die like that? Wow. Glory to God. Are you discerning of circumstances around you? Are you discerning of the people around you? Are you discerning between right and wrong? Do you know what to do? Are you discerning in your education? Are you discerning? There are some of those friends, especially in, in, in school, some of them come for wrong reasons. They'll be like, no, don't worry, I just want to help you. They come for the wrong reason. Are you discerning? 
are you discerning even if the enemy is trying to use your own lecture against you? It's something that should be a normal thing in life. But the question is, I believe as I've explained all this, how do we become discerning? First Corinthians chapter number 2. And verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 14. You are worthy. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Wonderful. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now listen to this. The Bible shows us that a natural man, a man that only perceives natural things, cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. He is unable to get hold of them. It says, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. So we have a natural man, a person that is perhaps not born again. He is unable to discern certain things because they are foolishness to him. I'll give you an example. Just in case some of you may have gone to this. Today, if someone says, I prophesy that doors are going to open for you, the Bible shows us that by virtue of someone speaking such a language, what he's doing is that he's foretelling. He is, he is by the grace of God, pushing you, propelling you towards another level. And that's why People like Elijah were able to say, by this time next year. People like Eli were able to say, by this time next year. They would make certain declarations. And those things were going to happen at their word. Do you hear me? So that declaration, that word says, I prophesy, is a spiritual level. If a natural man hears, I prophesy, it is foolishness to him. And he will mock you and say, that's why you always say, I receive, I receive in church. When he doesn't understand that there's actually power in it. Don't listen to them. <laughs> You're just shouting, I receive, I receive, I receive. And he's just saying, I prophesy, I prophesy, I prophesy. So, was he telling you? You are only able to receive. Why? because they are spiritually descent. But someone who cannot discern them spiritually, and it, if it's foolishness to him, he will say, ah, go away from here. Yet these same people who say, these things are foolish, in the end, they'll end up texting you. Hi, please pray for me. Ah, I've enjoyed such people. 
I've got temporary request. Ah ah. What has happened? What has changed? So, how do you become discerning? First of all, you have to understand. If you read this chapter, the Bible shows us that the Spirit of the Lord, who searches the deep things of God, reveals to us these things. So, we become discerning when we intimately associate ourselves with the Holy Spirit. When we intimately get into a relationship with Him so that we get to understand and say, Oh, okay, this is how uh, things need to be. Glory to God. So by the Holy Spirit, our discernment is sharpened. So once you start having a relationship with God very intimately, you start noticing that, hey, okay, you know, this is how God sounds. Okay, that's wonderful. Number two, the scriptures will help you. You know, the scriptures train you. By, you, by virtue of you reading the scriptures, you are empowered and you are trained. And you find that ah, the scripture will tell you, thou shalt not commit adultery. You've learned. When you find yourself in such a position, what happens? You know that, hey, the Bible says. So you were descending to distinguish right from wrong. You don't know that the Bible is actually... A... Listen, someone thinks the, the book of the Bible is, 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 is just something that is not normal. That is just normal, rather. That's what... No! The Bible says it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. Why do you think at that moment... Where you are faced with that temptation, you remember. Ah, the Lord says, thou shalt not do this. It's alive. It's alive. It's active. The Bible says it's sharper than a double-edged sword. Meaning it's able to cut you off from certain habits. You know, there are certain people who've just gotten delivered just by reading the scripture and they say, huh? Actually, the Bible says I need to I need to be faithful. The Bible says I need to be diligent. And they change suddenly. What has made them change? The living thing. So the scriptures sharpen your discernment. For me, the scriptures are what actually sharpened my gift of interpreting. They sharpened it, 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 it would be very easy. Someone told me, no, I dreamt there was water in a certain place and, and the, the, the flood which preserved me. Ah. And I remembered well, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises a standard. And I say, you were preserved by God. How was my interpretation sharpened? Through the scriptures. How is your interpretation going to sharpen in other areas? By intimately acquainting yourself with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes even ask Him, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, covet spiritual gifts. It says desire. It says desire. There are certain things you need to desire. You've got to be able to reach to a place and say, Lord, I desire me. May things not miss me. Me standing in the office of a prophet, there were times when what caused me to desire certain things is that mm -mm, I used to be very, very disturbed. You find that, ah, I call myself prophet, then accidents, 
in, in Dollar Road, in Wapola Road, you say any Peter. The whole year, not even one. I say, ah, no, 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 no. I say, if Balaam's donkey saw an angel, I also need to start seeing. I said, Lord, sharpen my discernment. I need to, I need to see these things. But why do I need to see them? Is it so that I can be posting them on Facebook? And no, we don't represent Facebook. We represent the kingdom. We sort things out just then. That's why some of these things we will not even need to post them. But when we see them, we will pray. We will pray. We will pray. Discernment is important, even when you're sleeping. Sometimes there are times where the Lord would wake me up. Zero two, boom, start praying. Who? This one. You're praying for them. Makarabashata. Kerebe. Ask my wife how many times I've woken up. I said, she don't go let's wake up. Let us pray. Who are we praying for? This one. Whether it's a church member, we'll mention you by name and we'll pray. Kazatabarakate. Sunday will come, we'll greet you, we'll not even tell you we were praying for you. Why? Because the Bible shows us that someone who will pray for you in private, it's the Lord who will reward you. If I tell you that I was praying for you tomorrow, what will you give me? It's not like, it's not even like I expect anything. But I know I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm doing it for the Lord. Ah, there is a great desire. There is, there is a great desire that we need to be discerning. And I pray in such times as this, October, November, December, be discerning. I'll tell you one thing. In this period, you will see suspicious people. They will post. They will tell you, Hey, this is a month of sacrifices. Who said God is not doing anything? They'll tell you, hey, there's time. Do this, do that. But what about what God is doing? Even concerning yourself. Were you able were you are you able going to, are you going to be discerning? Concerning school, concerning business, concerning your own family. There are certain things that should not catch you by surprise. Not like nothing. Members of my family do not die without me knowing. And even before they die, we need to wrestle with the Lord. As a Lord, wait. Let me first. Let me first. Not a pool. Hey, Shani has died. Ha! Ah. It just passed you like that. Mrs. Shea was actually shocked that one day, although she did, I, I only told her afterwards, a night before she went for work, I saw everything that was going to happen at her workplace. Everything. Everything that they were going to tell her. Everything that was going to happen. I saw. Bah, done. Shocked. I was very discerning. By the way, where she's working right now, she's, she's, she's a manager. Many of you don't know that. But before she got promoted, there was some friction. She said, ah, I don't know if I'm actually going to be chosen. I said, ah, in the spirit, you're already manager. What are you saying? 
just to go, go. And you, hey, my goodness, let's rise to our feet. Let's rise to our feet.